welcome to Stumbling Through Christianity with Lucene. We are producing bonus episodes until the end of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Also, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, if you're a female, do your uh, you know self-exam. Men are even unfortunately becoming victims of uh, domestic violence as well as breast cancer. So, I'm not really sure what you guys are supposed to do, but I would say research it and find out. Nobody needs to be a victim to. Uh, breast cancer if they don't have to you know that's something that you know is not 100% preventable but early detection really makes a difference and you know we do have the ability for that so take care of that so um, with this being domestic violence awareness month I just figured I'd give you some stats so you would understand that this isn't just something that happens to other people or those people or anything like that on average nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the united states that's just the united states during one year this equates to more than 10 million women and men one year 10 million people go through something Now, I know we don't all know 10 million people, but with that sheer number, that means somebody that you know has went through this or is going through this. Um, So, you know, we want to act accordingly because a previous episode, we talked about domestic violence being in the closet when we don't respond to that as a community, when we don't uh, make our legislators Uh, change laws uh, where we don't advocate uh, for different things that you know will be like we we don't tolerate this in this country anymore Uh, so check that episode out domestic violence uh, is it in the closet and one in four women so everybody knows at least four women right I know For me, I'm one of four women in my family. Um, So hopefully that means nobody else in my family will have to worry about being a domestic violence survivor and taking the journey to becoming a domestic violence overcomer, at least not for a while. Uh, And one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence, intimate partner contact sexual violence, and or intimate partner stalking with impacts such as injury, fearfulness, post-traumatic stress disorder, use of victim services, contraction of sexually transmitted diseases. Because when I saw that at first, I was like, sexually transmitted disease is part of domestic violence, but I guess if somebody's forcing you, not I guess, I'm I'm sorry for bad terminology. If somebody's forcing you to have sex and they have a disease and they give it to you, yes, that's that's a part of it because you didn't ask to have sex with them, there wasn't consent, and you definitely didn't ask to have a sexually transmitted disease. So I guess just the language, how it changes with uh, domestic violence awareness. Because now 
we realize domestic violence, while that term, you know, at first we thought domestic engineers and domestic was in the house, but now we realize domestic violence is uh, larger than that. And so we found that intimate partner violence is, you know, more of a good term for when it's in the family. Uh, but domestic violence still works. We, we still understand what it is because in the end, you know, it, it's being violated in a place where you're supposed to be secure. You're supposed to be secure in your home. You're supposed to be secure in your neighborhood. You're supposed to be secure in your state. And you're definitely supposed to be secure in your country. Uh, so when that is not happening, you know, there's a real problem. And on a typical day, there are more than 20,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. 20,000. That's a lot. That means this is happening to someone you know. And you need to figure out if it's something you can do to help that person. Even if it's not something you can do directly to help that person donate to an organization that helps domestic violence or intimate partner uh, violence victims. Donate. That'll help. Because those numbers, uh, you know, those are real statistics uh, that are coming from real places. This isn't alternative facts. I didn't just, you know, pull this from somewhere. It's real. So it's a real problem that we're facing in this city, in this state in this nation and we've got to begin to address real problems the question we're tackling for this episode is when is it okay to hit and um that was a question i saw posted somewhere on social media a couple of years ago and i decided just to kind of make a blog post about it because it really struck me because i thought that is a true question because it's to all of those who believe in hitting your children. Women, why can you hit your child but your husband can't hit you? If you do something he doesn't like and you know better, he should be able to hit you, right? And the answer to that is no. Men, when you hit your daughter, when she grows up, it should be okay for her man to hit her, right? She knows better. No, it's, it's, it's not okay for a, a man to hit your daughter if you're a man. I don't think you're going to feel okay with it. If you do, you probably maybe need to pause this episode, look up some resources, and get some counseling because you, you may have some issues. So, and no... Uh, is the answer to that question. Stop hitting your children. They are literally small versions of you who need love, guidance, not your frustration and rage. The Bible instructs us in Ephesians 6, 4, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Is you know, I, I've said earlier, I reflected on these questions and I thought about myself and my relationship to abuse. 
And I remember before, uh, I thought abuse was acceptable because I felt like my mother makes me mad enough to want to hit her. So why is it okay for my husband to be provoked to anger and want to hit me? Um, And, you know, that's where I was at that time. And I had never considered corporal punishment abuse. My family used corporal punishment when I was growing up. It was not effective in changing my behavior. It did cause fear. I knew I was from an abusive family. uh, And uh, I was verbally abusive to my husband and uh, my daughters. I didn't realize until years later my oldest daughter justified tolerating bullying in the second grade because I was verbally and physically abusive to her. I had no idea I was teaching her that that kind of behavior was acceptable. And um, I can't tell you that I feel good about that even now, you know. Uh, Some things, you know, that uh, unfortunately we can't change. But hopefully, um, me being transparent and sharing this uh, will change some other parent who has, you know, younger children who can maybe change what they're doing before, you know, you start this cycle of abuse and abuse being acceptable in your family. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, if somebody had to sit down and tried to talk to me. I hope I would have listened. I can't tell you that I'm sure I I would have, but you know, I didn't have that. But as I started realizing, maybe you should change some things. I did really sit down and and think about it. And uh, that's why I'm sharing this with you uh, all now. In recovering from abuse that I experienced, it caused me, to ask a question, is it ever okay to hit? You know, at the time I started writing this post, uh, I was still struggling with justifying that behavior. I wanted to be able to justify it. I, uh, but I realized today, you can't. I do not understand that being, I do understand that being angry does not give me permission to be out of control. The struggle is changing the behavior. And yes, it really was. I understand now why the Bible, why the Bible warns us to be slow to anger. Just this year, I realized because you are upset with someone doesn't give you the right to hit them. To be angry with them, yes. But just because you are angry does not give you the right to hit someone else. You don't have the right to hurt them with your words either. I got into it with some family members, not a physical altercation, but if you can, well, I guess in this day and age, you can have with technology, an email altercation uh, not long ago. And I was angry. Well, angry wasn't even the word for it. Uh, I was in rage mode. And I didn't realize I had crossed the line of being verbally abusive. I knew I was angry and I knew I wanted to express that I was angry. And there there was no doubt about that. What It was not my intention to go past being angry uh, to being verbally abusive. That was not my intention at the time, but I had to realize 
that's what I had did. And I had to own up to that and admit it. And what caused me uh, to realize I had went past the point of just expressing anger to being abusive was my own words. I read another blog post I had wrote on Simley's uh, WordPress.com and it convicted me about my own behavior, my own words. Uh, And then recently, somebody confronted me about my past behavior of hitting others when I was angry. And no, even though I've said that a couple of times on this uh, episode, that's not something I'm proud of. And I hope to God I'm a changed person. I can say uh, before I didn't see a problem with hitting people when I was angry. I really didn't when I was younger. I just thought that was normal. That was how you respond uh, when you get angry. I thought I was justified. Uh, But now, I, uh, you know, and I know society told me that it was wrong. But personally, I didn't feel it was wrong. And I can say this year, I realized that regardless of the level of my anger, I don't have the right to hit someone. Anger doesn't give me or you a pass to misbehave. I am realizing when you get frustrated or beyond frustrated, you have to accept that you can't change the other person or situation. Uh, All you can do is accept them or the situation for what it is. And you can choose whether you want to continue to deal with it or not. And I can't believe I went to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous for years. And they kept telling me acceptance is the key. And I refuse to believe that. I refuse. Uh, but now I see, wow. Uh, back there at 18, they were trying to teach me so many things that had I accepted them would have changed my life and changed the trajectory of my life. And I'll share some uh, scriptures about anger that resonate with me. The first one is Proverbs 14, 29. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. And as I just admitted to you guys, um, you know, I did uh, get angry and yeah, I acted a fool. So that was definitely folly because I thought maybe I should have sung that DMX course. Y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Y'all going to make me act a fool. Um, You know, I can laugh at that part now, but, um, you know, can I tell you that that cost and still cost um, being angry with my family and the way that situation went down. Yes, um, will it? Is it some damage that may possibly never be repaired? Yeah, um, it it is one of those situations. Um, another verse uh, about anger that I thought, hmm, this just seems so true. It's James, first chapter, 20th verse. And all of these verses um, that I'm giving you, this is from the ESV version. Uh, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And that is so true. Uh, 
anytime I've been angry, I can't say it's looked like anything that God has had something to do with. It has definitely been the opposite. Uh, when I react out of anger, if anything, I'm wondering if I'm still a Christian. Other people around me are wondering if I'm still a Christian. Uh, it, it does not produce the righteousness of God. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. So that's Ephesians 4 chapter 26 verse. So God is okay with us being angry. The feeling, that's fine. Even God was angry if you look at the scriptures. What he's saying though is just because you're angry, don't go misbehave. Um, Proverbs, the 15th chapter, the first verse. Boy, have I heard this one a lot, especially um, being a person who's verbally abused people, a person who's experienced verbal abuse. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And then there's James the first chapter 19th verse know this my beloved brothers let every person be quick to hear slow to speak slow to anger that sounds like something my um beloved or i should say predurable uh mentor used to tell me uh just marianne wagner proverbs 19 chapter 11th verse Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. And it's like, hmm, that really is. Just think about uh, when you do something and somebody should really be angry with you and they don't react, you're like, wow, how did you do that? You know, and it's definitely the God in them. Ecclesiastics, the seventh chapter, the ninth verse. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the bosom of fools. Psalms 37, chapter 8, verse. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. This scripture is true, and I have come to that life lesson from being angry and realizing the consequences. But that's all I can tell you about that one. And then Matthew, uh, the fifth chapter, the 23rd through the 24th verses. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. There have been a couple of times in my life that I didn't take communion because I was angry and I knew I refused to forgive. And that's just kind of where I was at that time. But if you um, struggle with anger, um, some suggested reading, some of the things I've read before are 30 days to taming your tongue, what you say and don't say will improve your relationships. And that's by Deborah Smith 
and don't ask me the last name, but it's P-E-G-U-E-S. And then there's Lord Shut Me Up, Anger Management for Christian Women. And that's by a local lady, Karen D. Wasaba, I think, W-A-S-O-B-A. And I have read um, both of those books. And I found them to be great books. I'm actually thinking it's probably about time to read 30 Days to Taming Your Tongue again. Um, Probably all of them. And then there's The Dance of Anger by Dr. Harriet Lerner. Uh, I've also uh, read that book before. And it's a really great uh, book. So if you're uh, dealing with anger, pray. Get a good therapist. Get a good team. Um, you'll, you know, this too shall pass. Um, but have an excellent week beyond measure.